Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Illumineers Quest podcast, where we talk everything Lorcana. I'm Zach. And I'm Jacob. And thanks for coming on this journey with us. This episode is brought to you by Folgers Coffee. You're not just any coffee drinker. You're a Folgers Coffee drinker. Because for over 170 years, Folgers has been serving up expertly crafted brews that are bold, never bougie. And now there's over 20 varieties to choose from. Damn good coffee roasted in New Orleans. Damn right, it's Folgers. Visit FolgersCoffee.com slash coffee to shop now. Okay, today's a cool, fun episode, kind of first of its kind. We are doing a fan slash community question episode. So actually, this is all based around questions slash comments we've seen from people interacting with us. I'm super excited. Also, this is the first time we've recorded in a few weeks. Well, I should have started with that. Yeah, we've had a, I was out of town at Disney. If you've listened to the if you've listened to the last few episodes, you might know that. But I'm back. We're rearing and ready to talk Dude. because there's a lot to talk about. So next few episodes, we'll be getting with the news and stuff. Um, so just be prepared for that. Um, but we're yeah. excited to be back. Feels good. Yeah. Back in the chair again. Yeah, it's been a while, but it's 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 fun to finally get back to it because. You take it for granted when you do it every week, but you take a couple weeks off and then you realize like, man, like <laughs> yeah. there is that release that I need to have to talking about all this stuff because yeah. it's that much fun. So anyways, yeah, we're back in it. We're going to talk about all the questions we've gotten because it's been a while. And so there's a bunch of questions. And then I reached out on X to everyone and said, if there's anything you want us to talk about, let me know. Got quite a few responses there. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to talk about it all. I'm excited. Let's do it. Um, yeah, so with that said, uh, I think we also have to give a quick shout out to everybody in the community as it's very needed at this point because the affiliate link that we provided a couple weeks back for everyone, if you, you are interested in buying singles from TCG Player and you use that affiliate link, then you know we get a small percentage of that. People have spent over $300 using that link. So not that no, we haven't made that much. That's how much people have spent using our link. That's insane. That is incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you've used the link, even if you visited the link and not bought anything, we really appreciate it. And so if you don't know what I'm talking about, we were accepted into the TCG Player Partner Program and we have an affiliate link where if you use that link to purchase something through TCG Player, we get a small percentage of that back to help support the podcast. I was blown away when I heard that. That, yeah. like that's how much has been used it's um, wild i check it every day because it's like there's a small number every day that it goes up it seems like absolutely incredible cannot thank you guys enough for the support and all of that will go back into the podcast just so you guys know that. yeah and at some point like we've said too we want to do giveaways and community events type things as well like that and so at some point we're working on some of that type of stuff too to hopefully be ready at some point in the the near future but anyways again Thank you for using our TCG link. That'll be in the description of the YouTube video of the podcast if you're watching the audio version um, on our X uh, profile and everything anywhere else. So thanks for using that. As I kind of just mentioned, you can you know view our videos on, on YouTube. We have the, the X slash Twitter account at Lorcanapod. If you want to email questions to have featured on episodes like this or just in general, you can email us at Lorcanapod at gmail.com and then all major podcast networks like Spotify and Apple and so forth. So we're going to skip questions and comments from listeners because that is the episode. That's the episode. So with that said, card of the week, when we actually didn't talk about this pre, so if you don't have one, I do. Okay. Or if you have one, I think it's your turn. So I don't want to take your thunder. If you have one and you're ready, go. If you don't, we can swap episodes and you can do it next time. I, I mean, I, I do have one, but I don't know if we want to get into it yet. 
Because I have one that's on mind. Go for it. It's a chapter three. Do you want to even get into that yet? Um, no. Let's do. Let, we'll let you do that one on the chapter three. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking. I'll do mine. Um, mine is Mother Gothel from Ruby. Ooh, spicy. So, I, like I have been playing a lot of Mufasa lately, which. I think when we recorded last time, we were like just on the cusp of the Mufasa stuff, and I think we mentioned it, but Mufasa's like taken over now, it seems like. But it's not above bounce, is it? No, like okay. ba- like Ruby Amethyst's best by far still, but ev- like everything that anybody builds is like, how do you beat Ruby Amethyst? Gotcha. And so, um, the big part of the Mufasa deck is Mother Gothel, so that's why I picked Mother Gothel. With, uh, Withered and Wicked, the Ruby card, two cost, three strength, four willpower. Um, but her ability slash inability is that she comes in with three damage already. And so it's an ability because if you're ready for it, then you can just like heal that damage away with Rapunzel, get three cards and call it good. Or if you don't have that, you know, you can take out Simba right away. You can, you know, destroy those bodyguards to keep the pace on your side if you need to against like in a super aggro deck or anything like that and so she's been really fun to play with on my side uh, it's incredibly fun when you're playing in a, like a an amber steel song deck and you play her out turn two knowing that she'll probably die from a song but you have another one in hand and so then you just play her next turn two and then you can just kind of get the <laughs> <laughs> against your opponent that like i got another one and then having hades to like do the recursion with her if you need to like bring her back again mm-hmm. to even get some more card draw so yeah i think that the the flexibility of it's really good you can draw off of her you can play her and rapunzel on the same turn later game so you get two cards on the board and a bunch of cards back you can play her early game to put some pressure on the board so yeah i, I think it's a a pretty a pretty cool card and i've seen her paired with like dinner bell and stuff too yeah i was gonna which, say dinner which bell is helpful. With, with that that's, that's yeah nice. I, I don't personally run dinner bell um you know with the Mufasa stuff, you don't you want mainly characters, characters yeah. obviously. So, no dinner bell, but um, yeah, Mother Gothel, Withered and Wicked. If you're you know in the Ruby card draw realm or Amber healing, like I would definitely consider it. I mean, it, it's it's pretty funny though that I love like the the card flavor text basically too. Like it's just like, oh, you know, it it this card is basically dying and it needs Rapunzel. Yeah, and it's and like that. I didn't even say that piece. That is the coolest piece, is that yeah. the best synergy that this has is with Rapunzel. It's incredible. I have to think, especially now that they've said over and over and over that the first three sets were basically built together, mm-hmm. that they had to have built those in tandem. Oh, and Rapunzel course. just went to set one, and this one went to set two. But Of course. They, of course have had that in mind. Um, but yeah, so that that's card of the week. So... With that said, um, news slash what's on our mind slash league recap slash everything. Um, unfortunately, we've had a bunch of bad weather. I know it's been extremely cold in the in the U.S. You've been hit with that that snowstorm as time. of as of late. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I know it's been pretty widespread. Like I think the, mm-hmm. the the land area that it covered was pretty wide. So we didn't get to go to league this week. It's actually tonight as of recording. So. I haven't played in two weeks because I was out of town. Did you? I don't even think I asked you. I've only played with with friends and family. You didn't go to league last week. Um, no, I forget. I think I forget why, but we did not. So you were busy too. Okay, well, in that case, then none of us have played. I mean, I was out of town at Disney, like I mentioned. So I 
I feel like I had a good excuse. I was definitely having fun at Disney, but... I mean, I don't know. My news is my pipes got frozen, and that's been a whole ordeal. Well, we I have been running my water nonstop because we didn't want them to freeze. But, um, yeah, I think the, the biggest thing, which we're, I mean, we can touch on now, but yes, the, the biggest episode, or we're going to devote a full episode to this, is the Chapter 3 stuff has really started to roll in now, and there's some very, very interesting developments. And i just like to say this on this episode. We'll go more into it um, in, in that episode specifically, but... This pace has been a lot better than I think. I think so one, too. Two. Um, we also got a little bit of like a road ahead kind of, kind of post. That and and that'll definitely be a big part of it. So they talked about organized play. They have a ton of that, which I think we've talked about this a bunch on the podcast by now. But like I'm so split because they, on top of the organized play announcements, which were incredible, giving like the roadmap of mm-hmm. what 2024 and 2025 look like. They also showed promos for store champions, which we both, I'm pretty sure, were like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I need that, I need that, I need that. (laughs) That was pretty much my response. Mine too. Oh my gosh, 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 I want that, I want that, I want that. Time to become competitive. (laughs) And so, again, not going to get into the super details here, but we've seen like Huey, Dewey, and Louie release now, which is very fun, thematic, like we've talked about Mm -hmm. wanting to play. And that being the big thing, but you also have the organized play announcements, which are like, I want to be as competitive and put my competitive <laughs> hat on and grind, grind, grind. I saw this post on on X that was um, strength of a raging fire, essentially. You know mm-hmm. the the Mulan training like mm-hmm. montage, mm-hmm. and it was like me and my friends getting ready to like be the best to, to win our league to get the card and I, and I was like I relate to the one that's one of my favorite songs so I definitely relate to that two I definitely relate to needing that playmat and promo card um, and three it's just it's all amazing announcements so but we but um, Dalmatian players you know you guys are okay as well <laughs> yeah well, and we will definitely definitely talk about that one further but yeah I think there's been so many so much cool stuff and I'm so excited about it uh, and 2024 is definitely looking up. I mean, I, I just want to give a round of applause to, to Robinsberger. They have handled this much better than um, than previous, and they've done a great job, I think, at uh, at handling it so far. Yeah, been been a super fan of how everything's going. It it, it seems like they've there's adjusted re- really well. Yeah, and I and, and I you know the like the card releases last time. I mean, maybe it's just you know towards like we remember towards the end where there was like two or three a day, and so it seems like it's slower, but. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But regardless, I think that it's been going pretty well thus far this time. So. Absolutely. Um, and as I say that, I see a new post on X of a new uh, location. So this is literally breaking news. I mean, it's not going to be when you listen to it because you might have already seen it. But Can we talk it's about literally it? breaking. I mean, it. we might as well. We we're we're speeding through the beginning quick because we didn't have a listener from the comment. So um, if you had to guess. Or if, if you could pick, it's Emerald. So if you can pick a, um, a location for Emerald, what would it be? Um, what about something from Peter Pan, like a Neverland or something? It's kind of close to that from a from a looking standpoint, but it's not. And if you had to guess the ability of the location, given it being an Emerald, what would you say it would? We've talked about this. So I expect you to get this. Either part, right? discard or ward. Yep. So it's it's a this is a four cost location. So this goes with Jim, okay. Which we will get into again. But so this is Fang, the river river city, 
Oh, that's from Ryan the Last from Dragon. From Raya. And it's a um it's a two cost to move characters to it. Okay. It's a six strength, costs four to play. So six again, willpower. Yeah. So okay. again, that's why it goes well with Jim Hawkins, yep. which we'll get into when we get into all the chapter three stuff. But um, characters gain ward and evasive while in that location. And Emerald just got good. <laughs> and it's inkable. And it's inkable. So again, the, so green red. Yeah. The, the meme Emerald that I've Ruby. the meme that I've had, or I think that we've even talked about quite a few times on the podcast, is that everything in Emerald that's good is uninkable. Everything we've seen from Emerald thus far seems to be really, really good and has all been inkable. So it's, it's true. So I, I think we're into a really good, um, a really good spot with the Emerald stuff coming up. But with that said, quick breaking news that'll be fun to talk about a little bit further when we get into all the rest of the chapter three stuff. But wanted to talk about that before we get into all the the questions and stuff from listeners. So with that said, we have a bunch. So let's get into it. All right, let's do it. Okay, I actually have two from Adam, who's probably I, I'd probably need to keep tally. I think he's our most active listener slash community member so thank you adam you're a legend um i'm starting with this one because it's relevant to the stuff we've talked about up until this point uh what are the top five locations we want i'm not sure i can come up with five i'm gonna come up with a couple and so only i mean look since adam is is a loyal listener i'm gonna come up with five i mean i can come up with five i just don't know i i I think if i I can't rank them no that's what i was gonna say i think i could probably come up with 20 that i want but (laughs) how how do i narrow that down into five i don't know um favorite ride at disney world which is why i kind of started with this one because we're coming off of the disney world stuff um and then talks about some of the live action pixar other property stuff that we've kind of you know touched on a little bit before so We'll go back and forth on locations. I had a little bit more time with this since I saw it before you did. I, again, I don't, I can't rank it. Like it's impossible to rank mm-hmm. these because there's so much. But the first, like when you think about like iconic locations at Disney, I mean, it's like Agrabah, Pride yep. Rock. Yep. Um, those are the first two that probably come to my mind. I mean, those are as far as like '90s Disney. That's as which yeah. good as you get. I mean, and then you've got like Hercules, which we've talked about a ton. I don't miss. I don't know. Yeah, like Olympus, like Underworld. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton that could come from Hercules. And then there's so many from properties we haven't seen, too. Like, the jungle from Tarzan. Like, I don't know if you had, you know, like, the camp or something from Tarzan. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I mean, that's kind of a broad location, but... Yeah, that'll be chapter 23. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Whenever we, whenever we finally get to Tarzan. But, you know, I, I don't know how you do, like, Mickey and Minnie locations. Like, I, I, I don't, they don't have, like, a famous location that they're associated with. Um, aside, at, least, at least not in the cartoons. Yeah, I mean, aside from like Fantasia type stuff, which I think we've talked about on here a little mm-hmm. bit too. But um, yeah, I mean, those are the first kind of couple things that come to my mind. Um, yeah, so I'll be quiet and you can talk about a couple of years and then I'll finish up. Um, a big one for me would be Beast Castle, I would say would be a really, really nice one. Um, With as much as they love Beast. I... I would with, work. Look, I'm a Beast fan myself with all the cards in the game. Like I, I like Beast as well. So. Yeah, so Beast Castle. Beast Castle. Um, let's see, let's think here. Let's go maybe a little newer. Um, there's not really a big Hero Six location. No, but and I, and I obviously thought San Francisco would be like probably my biggest one because we That's definitely true. have some like memers out there in the community. You know, 
Citizens of Lorcana, who's probably the biggest creator that it, that's in the space, asked a question too, which we'll get to. He's a very big flounder guy. We have a massive Cusco guy. And so every, you know, there's a few of them out there. Like you're very much been in the Pascal camp since the start. Ooh, Ray Swamp. That's a good one. Yeah. Ooh, okay. And you've been in the Ray camp. I am going to be the biggest Baymax fan. Like I'm calling it now. I will be the community Baymax guy when Big Hero Six comes out. I will. I will do that if we ever get a Ben from uh, Treasure Planet or a Morph from Treasure Planet. I will it go very even well more happen. nuts. Very well so. could happen. Um, so yeah, San Francisco is definitely up there, but I didn't say that one because I don't feel like that one. I'm, I'm trying to think of like locations specific. that could come. Um, uh, tre- Treasure Planet itself, maybe? Yeah. I mean, it's very possible. Why not? Um, I would love that. Uh, um, the other, like the other recent ones. I mean, you got to think of like Frozen, so like Elsa's Castle. That wasn't gonna be in my top five. I mean, I know you. <laughs> I know that's not in your top five, but I'm thinking of just like in general now, like the, big locations. The Encanto House. I, I, you beat me to that one. That was I was gonna say three. I, was there, say, I know there's a name for it. I forget it's just the Madrigal's family like yeah. house, or the Casita. The Casita is that one. would be an amazing one. I would love that one too. That would be incredible. I watched. I watched. Um, um, in Kanto very recently and I, and that would be a, a crazy one to have but yeah Elsa's Castle and then like Rivendale I think would be two big ones as well but um Rapunzel's Tower yeah would be a nice that'd one. Be, I mean that'd be huge given the the meta and the cards too absolutely I mean there I mean we, we know Montanui I, I didn't say Montanui because we kind of know that's coming so I was actually um I think that could be a song it's, it, I mean, uh, yeah, I it's guess that's possible. The, and we're talking about the play mat here. Yeah. Um, it's already been revealed. That could be a song. That's possible. I guess that's possible, yeah. So um, what's your favorite Disney World ride? I'm pretty sure I know the answer, right, but so let me, just for everybody else. Let me break this up here. So if we're talking about Disney in general, which we're not, but if we're saying Disney in general, it is Haunted Mansion or Pirates of the Caribbean are my favorite rides. But if we're talking about Walt Disney World, those are not my answers. Okay, what's your favorite Walt Disney World? Because I feel like Pirates and Haunted Mansion are not as good as Disney World, but that's just my. That's, that's a hot. It's a hot take, but okay. So what is? So what's your favorite Disney World one? Has to be Rise. I knew, and I knew that was going to be the answer. So Rise of the Resistance, massive Star Wars fan, makes sense. Um, I'm biased. I mean, I just came from there, and I think the recency bias has a lot to do with this, and maybe my answer changes next year. But Tron is mind-blowingly good like it is so cool i, I can't wait i can't it's wait. so cool it, hopefully this year it's okay. very i mean it and it it has the short feel you know like mind train have you done mind train mm-hmm. i mean it's very like mind train is very short mm-hmm. but it's still good i would say that tron's like on that same level of like shortness where it's very quick but it is just like it's it's leaps and bounds better than mine train in my opinion that I don't even care like I would I, I would do that all day long it's so much fun and like the experience around it like I mean I don't want to spoiler alert for anybody that might be listening and doesn't want any spoilers about like the ride experience and the queue and like how all that stuff goes um, but yeah I mean mine or the the whole queue system is great so Tron is by far and a best my favorite currently. But again, that's because it's a brand new ride. It's one I just have gotten to do a, quite a few times, and so that could be influencing my answer. All right. Now, I would, Rise is, I think, probably the 
like just one of the greatest revelations like revolutions in ride history like it just it took it's a modern dark ride you know like yep. when we talk about dark ride, like like mr toad's wild ride you know stuff like that this is the modern version of a dark ride and it is incredible but if we want to i'll, I'll add in a sleeper disney world that probably go for it's it it's not everyone's favorite and i understand why but living with the land oh my gosh i have we not have we talked about this I love living with the land. Living with the land. I love living with the land. Is incredible. So for the again, we're getting off a little bit of tangent here, but no, if, this is fine. If it's, you're if you're not familiar, living with the land is an Epcot, and it takes you through their like bioscience garden that they do to like research and develop like better gardening techniques, and it is just so fascinating. Like it's incredible the amount of stuff that they have in there. And it like uh, what is it is in the land pavilion? I believe it's yeah. still called that. Yeah. In Epcot. Um, it is. It's really cool. It's a it's a sleeper pick. It's really cool. I agree, and it's always five minutes, so you can just walk on basically. Five minute wait time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's get to a couple other. Let's just go for Adam's next question since we're hyping up Adam here. Um, what's your favorite Disney movie character and song? And we could sit here and debate this for twenty minutes too, but and for the sake of everybody's time, let's just make this a quick one. And so, give me one of your favorite Disney movies, characters, and songs. Okay, I'm going to exclude Pixar. Yeah. Since we're, I mean, this is not, we're not talking about Lorcana, but, you know. We're Lorcana. still in the Lorcana Disney realm, yeah. Um, but if it was Pixar, it'd be Coco. Um, oh, it doesn't have, I mean, we're, you know, just okay. give me, just give me, I know it's hard to narrow one down. It's near changes, and dear so. to my heart. I mentioned it multiple times. I think it has to be Treasure Planet. Yeah, and that's crazy given that Lloyd, that's what's going to be... We've already seen a massive stuff from Treasure Planet this time, so that's And cool. my favorite character... For, so is he asking favorite Disney character or favorite character from my favorite movie? Favorite Disney character. I'm at, I just love John Silver, so I'll, I'll put that out there. Villain sympathizer, shocker. He's not a villain. Come on. He might have killed a few people, but... <laughs> <laughs> He, he made up for his mistakes. That is villain sympathizer. He made up for his mistakes. Okay, so you're going for John Silver over... I, man, we're getting really tangent here. Over Cusco. When Cusco redeems himself too, but you don't care for Cusco. Cusco's an idiot. There you go. Okay, favorite song. Oh my gosh. So... Let it go. I got it. Let it go. Jake won't say it, but it's let it go. How about... <laughs> Going down the bayou, sung by Ray. That's a good one. I, I actually like that one, but um, so this goes this goes into Disney live action a little bit, but it's not in the animated version. But live action Beauty and the Beast, mm. Beast sings a song called Evermore. Yep. And I love that song. Okay, that's I mean that's a good that's a good like deep cut. It is a deep cut, but I love that song. I would say for me, again, this is tough because it changes, I would say, consistently based on whatever I'm watching. Yeah, I was I've just saying recently. like a solid pick that, yeah. you know. So Disney movie, man, I mean, it has to be one of the 90s classics. Like I'm a 90s classics Disney guy, and so it would go back and forth between those. I'm going to say Aladdin today. Aladdin's just like, you know, love the story, good romance in there, good fun, like connection between Aladdin and Jasmine. How can you not talk about Genie? Like maybe the best character of all time, which I'm not saying is my favorite necessarily, but like 
I mean, he's just like, an iconic Disney character. Yeah, he's like he, he's up there. Um, so I'm going to say Aladdin movie, and then character. I'm going to stick to the Baymax. I've been going back and forth, but I'm so much on the Baymax hype train that I'm going with Baymax because it. it's he's just so fun, and I think that he's just such a unique character, and it's so cool. And I love like the techie side of Baymax too. So that's a cool one. And then song again, this one changes all the time, but I'm going Zero to Hero, which shouldn't surprise you. Oh, I forgot Go the Distance. Oh my gosh, that's zero, my favorite song. Zero to Hero. Oh, you, so are you saying Go the Distance is yours? Yes, okay, that's we're, my favorite we're song. We're both going Hercules then. Oh okay. my gosh. Um, so yeah, that one covers that. So uh, getting into the, the game a little bit, I think we should take like an actual like you know game game question here. So um, I, the man with one boot on X. So thank you for this question. Love the name as well. That could be John Silver. He only has one um, boot. How do you feel about the number of mechanics with locations coming next set? Are there too many things being added too quickly? I initially definitely would have said yes. You know, as a newbie coming into the space and trying to keep up with everything changing and, cry- and continuing to try to like build meta decks and be competitive and everything, it was changing quickly enough where I was struggling to keep up. That being said, after what they've said about the way that they've made the game and these three sets basically being developed together, it makes me feel a lot better about it. And so I think the only other mechanic that they might add this time, which I've also already put into the atmosphere and I'm claiming that I'm clairvoyant if this does come true, is a um, like a challenger type of mechanic, you know, like, uh, like Captain Hook and Prince Arakav in Steel where it gives them extra strength when challenging, except it gives characters extra strength when battling locations. So I don't know what you call that, but some sort of extra damage to locations mechanic. Yeah, like... like hmm. With two costs and six health, like... No, the locations are bulky. Yeah, so it, it just it seems like that would be really, really, really annoying to deal with if you didn't have some way to take them down faster. So I think that that's no, a good sure. way to do it. For sure. So, um, do I? So again, to address the question specifically, um, how do I feel about the number of mechanics? Ask me six weeks ago, I probably would have been a, had a little different tune. As of now, I think it's I think it's very healthy. I think it's I think the more mechanics you add, the the more variability you can get to the meta because there's more things to counter all of the different meta stuff out there, and so it makes it a little bit more of a branching meta, which I really enjoy. Um, and then locations. Initially, I was a little hesitant on. I'm still hesitant because I don't know how everything is going to play out, but I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, so for me, like, first off, if you asked a lot of seasoned TCG players, they would have said locations should have been in the game from the beginning. Sounds that way. That That's pretty normal. Um, And so I'm glad we're getting something like this, and I think that, again, probably six weeks like yourself, I was a little overwhelmed by the new locations news that we're getting a new type of card but i think it is really healthy really great for the game overall um and you know like i'm just interested interested to see how um uh relevant locations are like how many are in each deck you know like i'm not a, a deck master by any means and so i don't know either you know there are decks with lore there are locations with lore and so it's kind of like playing an alternative character to continue to gain lore off of it so it might not slow your tempo down too much to play a bunch of locations but again i'm not an expert i'm not going to pretend to be at this point i think i would imagine one to two locations per hand maybe Mm -hmm. um that would be my guess but yeah i i think we're kind of in that same boat there so 
overall, I think it's really healthy and I'm excited for it, though, just to wrap it all up. Yeah, and so going into the next question from Lee, thank you again for, for reaching out. Um, and I'm going to address this in two parts. So his question is, can you play Floodborne and First Chapter cards together? So yes, you can do that. Um, and the second part of that, which you didn't directly ask, but I think it's worth noting, is at some point we imagine that they kind of like retire the first set or first chapter. Oh man, I don't want to think about that. I love, I love And <laughs> then they kind of like wipe the slate clean mm-hmm. and move forward with the next stuff. I mean that you know, I would imagine like in a similar sense to Pokemon when you move between generations, you know, from like Sun and Moon to, you know, Scarlet and Violet or whatever the case is. I mean I know that I know there's stuff in between. I'm just saying like when you move between those generations you you kind of start over. Um, and so I would imagine it's something like that, but as of now, like everything that has been released, including chapter three, that's getting ready to be released, they can all be played together. Yep. And that, I mean, it's sad to think about this, these cards getting retired, but yeah, you know, it is, um, it will happen at some point in time. Yep. And then from, let's go ahead and, and we have two more on Twitter. And so we're going to get to those real quick and then we'll get to a few email ones we have. What has been the hardest thing about starting a podcast that you were not expecting? And what's the, been the best thing that you were not expecting from SS Soto 88? Alrighty. Hardest thing about for me, you want to start off or you? No, go for okay. it. Go. Um, for me, the hardest thing about starting a podcast is making sure that I'm, um, you know, I'm giving my best for the podcast. You know, I, I think I'm, um, my own worst critic. So I'll Quite agree. get on myself for that, but I think I'm I'm trying to do the, you know, create the most enjoyable, listenable content. Yep, um, I would say the consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I mean there are definitely times where it's hard to get find time together or hard to do it to continue to. Like we said, it's it's been crazy that we missed a couple of weeks and how badly we wanted to do it again. But there are just our times where the times you know it isn't as easy to get together, and yeah. so it makes it a little difficult, but. Other than that, everything's been great. I mean, what's the best thing? Uh, the community. I did not. Ex- I did not expect it to grow this fast. I did not expect to have this many listeners. Absolutely. I did not expect any of that to happen at all. And so that's by far um, been the best thing. I mean, it's it's awesome. Like, I accidentally. Well, I didn't accidentally. Um, but I, I told someone in our local league that we that we have a podcast, and Zach got on before. I didn't get on to you. Yes, you did. No, I did. I 100% didn't. Tyler told me to because he said, don't, you said, don't let me know that that happened. And so I was giving you a hard time because of that. I could care less. Okay, last last one on X from the GOAT himself, Citizens of Lorcana. What's your favorite card that most people aren't playing? So for me, it is both, well not it's relentless beast and selfless protector beast yep um those are i'll I'll put those two together i'm not saying they should be played not saying they work with what's being played right now um i think relentless beast especially will be played especially because he's inkable emerald so i think that he has potential could get there could get there especially with emerald on the up and up as it seems yeah well we shall see with that um and then Selfish Protector is also one of my favorite cards in the game. I just think it it is the damage absorbing one. Yeah, like if you if you play any like strategic RPGs, there's a taunt, you know, and it attracts all damage. Um, you have to attack that character, and basically that's what Relentless. Yep. Or not Relentless. Um, Selfish Protector does. Yeah. So. 
Um, I'm going to stick to the Emerald theme. I'm, I know we've talked about a bunch, but Absolutely. Cheshire Cat from the, shadow, from the Shadows. I think he has a lot of potential, but again, with Emerald just not being there. And then Dr. Facilier Fortune Teller, who's like evasive, quests for three, and has Mother Gothel slash... Jasper. Uh, Jasper's ability where you can choose a character where they can't quest next turn. So I think he's just like very dynamic there. But again, I think all the way that Emerald's played this point is more or less like really aggro. And so you're not getting to seven or eight ink. There is a plus though. He is inkable. Yeah, Big both plus. of those I said are inkable. So I mean, we're getting to the point where we have that, that option there. So yeah, I think that um, I think it would probably be those two. I mean, there are definitely cards that I've talked about, like Raya, that I love, but aren't really playable. And so it's more not choosing those because they're not... I'm disappointed in them not being good enough, not because I don't like them necessarily. Um, so yeah, that would, that would be my other, like I guess, honorable mention. Um, okay. I will put Ray out there, though, as well. I think he's, of course. at one point in time, is going to be a meta uh, card. I've, I've been I've had him played against me, and it's not fun. He's There's going to be an Evangeline card that is going to make him the most <laughs> OP meta card in the game, and it's going to be incredible. Um, okay, so getting on to email questions. We kind of covered this one already on the last episode, and so I don't want to get into this um, super deep, but... Um, we were asked, and I think, gosh, I'm, I hate saying people's names because I'm terrible at it, but A-R-I-C, Arik? Eric? Arik? I don't Something along those lines, thank you. He I'm asked, sorry for butchering it. Yeah, I'm sure I'm butchering it. Um, so, sorry for that. But he asked about building an Emerald Steel deck, which we talked about being the new meta discard deck. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're wanting to do that, I think that you have very much have that option available to you. And we talked about kind of how to play that one against that one out last time um but the only other reason i wanted to mention that and we've already said a couple times this this go around is emerald seems to be on the up and up and so if you're an emerald fan like i am you you have the opportunity i think in Inklands to like really go hard with emerald i mean emerald can't get much worse can it <laughs> like, no that's, at that's this very point tr- that's very true so I, mean, I think investing in emerald right now is not a bad idea at all especially if you're investing in the right cards yep yeah um and then moving on to the next one, because like I said, I don't want to spend a ton of time on that because we touched on it a little bit already. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that Emerald Steel works. If you want to do that, the most effective way to do it is through Emerald Steel Discard. I think you also have the option, I guess I should have mentioned, the option that you kind of started the the split with mm-hmm. on the, the Beast cards that you kind of just mentioned. on yeah, the Beast and Cheshire, um, it's basically a damage... Yeah, if you have the Relentless Beast that can ready after damage is dealt, then you can quest for 8 or 10 on a turn with him Mm -hmm. by dealing damage with, like, Giant Tinkerbell, and then the Robin Hood, and, you know, let the Storm Rage on, fire the cannons. There's just so many different, yeah, there's so many different damage dealing options in Steel that Relentless Beast and Steel work really well together. It's just really hard to, like, get to a position where Relentless Beast can, like, really take off like that. I mean, I quested for 14 in one turn with him once. It, it can... And when it happens, it's really fun. That's for sure. It can be nutty. Yeah, that's really fun. That's for sure. So, um, okay. So, moving on to the next one. We have another very um, seasoned contributor, Wayne, uh, which... We, this one's a little older. I did think I replied to you, Wayne, so thank you for being patient with us getting to this on the podcast, but... Um, talked about 
um, the he has a steal. We we did go back and forth a little bit on some of his, his deck, but he shows he's showing off his steel deck, and it's a, a pretty meta steel deck, very much focused around characters. The difference to this one being he has Tiana in here, which I think Tiana has the opportunity to be very meta as well because she has the ability on when your hand is empty, your opponent can't play an action, and the meta is 100% based around actions right now. And I have played against that, and I had three be prepared in my hand and could not do anything with them. And it's not fun. I've had that happen to me a few times. Not very often, but no, it's happened to no. me a few times. Um, but yeah, so I think Tiana early game, and then he's got your um, be selfish protector in here. He's got beast tragic selfless. hero. He's selfless. Selfish. Selfless. You're he's right. not selfish. I said, selfless. I said that wrong. He's got Cinderella stout hearted, Rapunzel gifted with healing. So yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of cool characters in there. Um, and then he's got uh, Grand Duke, which kind of rounds out your initial Royals deck idea as well. So that's very similar to a lot of stuff that you had talked about. Um, if you took any of that from what I'm saying, that, that's that's an honor. I'll yeah. Take it. <laughs> I, I, who knows? Wayne, if you did take it from something Jake said early on, let us know. Um, new uh, first, time, uh, first time question asker, uh, Brendan. Uh, I did again respond to him, but just want to, you know, in, in case this is something that anybody else might find interesting, thought it would be worth shouting out. So it says, question for you guys on monocolor decks. We might, I, I've thought about kind of talking about this one a little bit further, just because it would be a really fun idea to dive into a little bit deeper. Um, but maybe that's just also like part of like our next what if episode on mm -hmm. like monocolor decks. Um, his main questions are, is it doable? Could it be competitive? And um, he's currently working with Emerald Deck, which if you're trying to make a mono Emerald Deck, <laughs> currently you're probably having a bad time. Um, in general, mono decks can be good, not great. I mean, if you think about, you know, mo like you're going to have 15 cards minimum there's always going to be at least one card from another ink that's better than the 15th card of yeah. whatever ink it is you're playing. And so is it going to be the best meta awesomest deck out there ever? No. Is it, could it be really fun and cool? Sure. Like, I think that's why I want to talk about it more than just this, you know, couple minute conversation here because I think it is a fun thing to think through. No, for sure. Like, Especially if you do it with the right ink. Uh, personally, I don't think Emerald is the the best to do it with right now. Especially because most of its good cards are uninkable. Um, but there is lots of fun cards in there, of course. Um, but like I, I would, I'd probably do a, a Ruby at the moment. Um, if I were to do one, I don't know. Ruby's not a bad one. I'd, I'd maybe go a little different though, like evasive, maybe you know, just evasive cards. Be a fun one. I think Ruby. I mean, as we talked about in our ink tier list, I think going Ruby, Amethyst, or Steel is like a main one. I mean, Amethyst is my bad. favorite ink. I think so. I think any of those are going to be good. But doing yeah. a full bounce archetype using all the bounce cards, you know, maybe would be fun. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 there's definitely potential there, especially as more cards get added, it makes For it sure. more and more viable. But that also makes better cards and other ink types too and so again can you do it absolutely i think at some point it would be fun for us or for whoever to do that at some point um and just kind of you know mess around with it but if you're trying to be most competitive no it's it's never going to be the most competitive option out there 
because I, I believe chapter three is adding another two hundred four cards, right? I think so. So I mean, there's there's more and more coming that would yeah. make it more e- easier to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then he he followed up and said just kind of more comments, but I thought it'd be fun to talk through because some of this is 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 good that we haven't necessarily talked about, but. Um, he says he'd like to see the bad guy from Oliver and Company, Ooh. which off the top of my head, I don't remember, but you usually have a better memory at some of these stuff no, than I do. I, yes. Um, the I three do. hyenas from Lion King. So he's definitely a villain sympathizer like you are. Hey, I, I, I appreciate um, it. Well, what was that guy? The, one of the hyenas name is Ed, right? Or Fred? I don't remember. Jeff? I know they were all kind of just funny generic names. Well, like no, that, the two but... were like slash, like it were serious names, and then it was like Ed. Yeah, um, that's what I meant. Is that there was like just the generic name, but um, and then he lastly said if they could somehow tap into the Black Cauldron, that'd be nice. Of course. Which I think that will happen eventually at some point. It's just a matter of time. That's a slept-on movie. Um, would they be able to do Nightmare Before Christmas? Which I know that you have a big hope that they will at some point because you're a massive Nightmare Before Christmas fan. So I think that that will be done before we get live action or a Pixar. I think that that would be the first on the the docket. Like, I think we get that before anything else. Um, I mean, it's, it is technically not animation. I mean, there is some animation within the film. But if you don't know, it's, claymation. A, it's a claymation yeah. film. Um, and it is the best Christmas Halloween movie of but all time. But it's still, yeah, it's still such a... I, I don't even know if cult classic is like the way to call it because it is semi-mainstream still. I mean, it's still, I, mean I watch it every year for Halloween and for Christmas. Like, well, that, it, yeah, I mean that... I, I, I know that... I, I would imagine, again... You know, if this is around for 20 years, they're going to get to everything. Like, it will happen. Like, they're going to get to Pixar, like we've talked about. They're going to get to other Disney properties like Pirates and probably some park locations um, like Tomorrowland or, you know, Haunted Mansion or stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it'll happen when, I don't know. I mean, we know from what other stuff Robbins Burgers put out that they have... Really, all the licensing from yeah, from and, Disney, so and, and Pixar and everything along those lines. So. Star Wars and Marvel as well, which I don't think we'll get into anytime soon, but uh, it is it is out there. Yep. Um, and then this is our last one, but I wanted to get to it too. And I've read through this and I responded to you, Kevin, and we talked about um, Endora, the one car, the one strength, nine willpower, um, amber card, five cost, inkable, and amber. Just a vanilla card, but his nine willpower. Who is it? Endora. Tiana's mom. Oh, yes. Yes. yes, um, yes. And he, so he, he has a... They, I mean, Kevin, we've talked through all this, but the one I wanted to kind of commend you on this because he was saying that he's been playing Endora before it was cool. Or Eudora. So I think I'm saying that right. It's Eudora, not indoor i think i'm saying indoor like i'm not star wars but it's i think it's you door i applaud you and i'm saying that wrong um there was a steadfast video talking about the mufasa deck and he made like a iteration to his mufasa deck Mm -hmm. and put eudora in there because if eudora is pulled from mufasa there's not one card that could then take her out when mufasa pulls her up for the top of the deck only directly and so yeah so i think he was very much ahead of the curve on this because she quests for two he mentions that he also talks about her nine willpower being a really um 
immovable, irremovable card from it unless it's Dragonfire, Lady Tremaine, or something along those lines, which is exactly what Steadfast said. So, Kevin, you're an amazing, like, figure outer of that because I think I, I, I know I agreed with you in principle. I just didn't see the the benefits necessarily over some of the other cards that have more abilities, but her ability, which is like unset on the card, is she has her having nine willpower and being irremovable unless you have direct removal. Yeah. And with so much direct removal being important in this current meta, if they're targeting her and not, I don't know, like Doc, I play Doc in my Mufasa deck who's really important to have. Or the Mother Gothel that what we've already talked about that lets you draw cards. Yeah, basically... Off of it. Eudora just has to stay on the board. Like, I don't know if the opponent... If I'm the opponent, I don't know. Like, that's definitely not the most important piece to your deck with other stuff. So I'm, yeah. I'm waiting. But it's very annoying to just sit there and quest for Absolutely. two. Uh, three or four turns. So, so yeah, that's that's a... I just had to, I had to shut you out and give you some props on that one. Um, because it was ahead of its time. That's for sure. And I saw a little bit of glimmer in there. But you definitely saw something I didn't. So, um, congrats on being ahead of the, the meta curve on that one. But... With that, I think that's I think that's it for this one. We we've gone through all the questions and this was fun. This is one of the more fun episodes I've had. I love just getting to interact with everybody and do everything. With that said, I I'm, I didn't do it on the first of this episode, um, but I probably will going forward. One of the episodes we're doing um, at the toward the end of this split is a an award quote episode, if you award will. Award show, what and kind of we're going show? to do. A bunch of awards for different cards like best card best art best enchanted best action and so forth best deck like that sort of thing um and i will be sending out a like survey link on our x account to get the community's feedback so we're going to basically have like we'll each have a vote and then the community will get like a like 50 percentage or some sort of like 40 to 50 percent of the vote based on their results that they have from the polls and so they'll be included in the calculation of the awards that we're giving. So it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, so I think I have that scheduled to go out next Monday. Um, give them a date. Give them a date. Yeah, I think that is a good that is a good point because next Monday is very different depending on when you're listening to it. So January the twenty second, I think, is when I have that tweet scheduled slash post scheduled to go live. So if you're um, I, I did the. I only have the free version of the survey software, and so I can't have unlimited responses. So if you are very, I mean, that being said, I don't think we've reached the cap of responses. But under the, some circumstance where every listener that we have does respond, we will reach that cap. Um, if you are wanting to respond and have your voice be part of our awards, which would be very fantastic, then look for that post on our on our X account, and you can. Do that and help us out. We'll also probably do that annually, so be a part of the first one. Yeah, you know? that, we are. Gonna, yeah, that was that was the thought. Is on on every um, new chapter, every chapter at the end of the chapter, talk about the best kind of stuff and the most memorable, and that'd be a big part of it. So yes. So as always, drug that out a little bit too long, but thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Um, thanks again for you know messaging us and sending us all the questions so we could do this episode, and we will catch everyone next time. See you guys. Bye.